The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A major international conference on epilepsy is being held in Dublin today with researchers and doctors from all over the world attending. And this is against the background of more than 45,000 people in Ireland who are affected by the condition. One of the guests uh, taking part in the conference is Professor Sam Verkovic, the Director of Epilepsy of the Epilepsy Research Centre, and he's Laureate Professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of Melbourne, and he is sitting with me now. Uh, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, let's talk about uh, epilepsy and its prevalence, because uh, not many people will say they know someone with epilepsy, but the numbers, 45,000 in Ireland, would suggest they've got to know someone with epilepsy, but they don't know about it. Absolutely right, Pat. And uh, epilepsy is not the sort of disease that you wear on your lapel. It's, It's okay to say you've got diabetes. It's okay to say you've got asthma. It may even be okay to say you've got cancer, but it's not always okay to say you have epilepsy. And unfortunately, there's a fair bit of stigma with that, which there shouldn't be, because um, people with epilepsy can live, you know, productive, normal lives, but uh, this can really inhibit them. Yeah. Um, Is that to do with, in the public imagination, they always think of grand mal seizures, you know, major seizures, uh, when in fact there are many different forms of epilepsy, which are maybe many of them much more minor than a grand mal. That's correct, um, that there are uh, many important important so-called minor seizures, but they they still can stop you driving and uh, stop you doing things, so they're they're important. Uh, But I also think the the fact that major or grand mal seizures are so horrible and so dehumanising that it's a very hard thing for people to easily relate to. you can understand what it's like to have really bad asthma. We've all got short of breath at times running up the stairs. Although that's not asthma, you can kind of relate to it. It's much harder to relate to somebody who who collapses, convulses, may wet themselves. It's a, it's a terrible thing to see. Yeah. And yet most of the seizures that people will uh, endure are not grand mal seizures. That's correct. So what kinds of um, epilepsies do you identify? So there are, there are broadly two types. Um, one type is what we call generalised epilepsy, where there are seizures emanating from both sides of the brain, including tonic-clonic or grand mal seizures, and also more minor ones, including things like myoclonic seizures, which are jerks or jumps uh, and staring spells, absences or petty mal. And there are also what we call focal seizures, which arrive and arise in particular parts of the brain, such as the temporal lobe under the temple or the frontal lobe in the front part of the brain. And they lead to very interesting and complex uh, manifestations. Basically, seizures are telling us what the brain, uh, how the norm brain normally functions by the dysfunction shown by the seizures. So someone might lose their sense of smell or taste uh, during one of these and they would know what it was but it wouldn't be evident to anyone else they were having one. Yes, it's actually more the reverse. They get a hallucination of abnormal taste or smell. They they smell or taste something that isn't there. That isn't there. And that's really the, you know, the the mechanisms of normal taste and smell playing up. What about people who might kind of tune out? Could that be epilepsy? Yes, I mean we all daydream and particularly kids daydream a lot. So the distinction of daydreaming from epilepsy is an important thing that, that doctors and neurologists, including neurologists, do. 
But yes, just you know, seriously tuning out can well be a manifestation yeah. of seizures. And uh, yet that may be a minor stroke. So you, it's important to get anything like that diagnosed. It's important to get that uh, diagnosed right, just like the current controversy about the leader of the house in, in the great United States. They're, they're <laughs> discussing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm uh, watching the video. It's quite, kind of strange, isn't it? Because he, he just tuned out and uh, had to be nudged by his aide to try and get him to talk again, Mitch McConnell. Uh, and yet the doctors think he's OK to continue. So we have to believe them, I suppose. Um, when you're in the company of someone who has a seizure, what to do? OK, so the, the most important thing is to keep them out of danger. If they, they may well be unconscious, so make sure there's nothing sharp in their pockets. Make sure they can't knock themselves. Uh, turn them on their left side to make sure if, the, if they're salivating, the saliva comes out and doesn't go in. Don't put anything in their mouth um, and wait till it finishes. And if it lasts more than you know, two minutes or so, an ambulance should be called. Okay, but uh, try not to put your fingers in their mouth. No, you'll lose your lose fingers finger, and, won't, yeah. and won't help them, yes. Yeah. Now, now the, the question of medication, how good are modern medications? So um, they're good, but they're not necessarily great. About 70% of people with epilepsy can be controlled with currently available medications, uh, but about 30% can't despite multiple medications. And medications sometimes have a price in terms of side effects. They're acting on the brain, so not infrequently there may be side effects including drowsiness or impairment of thinking. So, But thankfully we do have a lot of medications, so a skillful neurologist can often find the right medication for the right patient and, and make their life considerably better. Has much work been done on cannabinoids in terms of uh, it's helpful in maybe reducing seizures? A lot of noise, not a lot of work. Okay. So <laughs> there, people there, are, are, there, are there, fascinated there is, by the idea, but the there, research yes. has not been done. There, well, there has been some research and there are, there are you know, good controlled trials in some of the severe epilepsies of childhood, but uh, cannabis has a sort of, um, uh, has fascinated the public eye. Here's something that's natural that's going to fix you, and that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. So It's a seductive idea. Exactly. Yeah. Now, the genetic work that's been done on epilepsy and uh, uh, how hereditary is uh, epilepsy if uh, a mother or father has it, the likelihood that a child will too. Yes, so uh, epilepsy can run through families um, and unfortunately that's been one of the reasons for some of the stigma. Um, and in certain societies and some of the great religions, you're, you're, you're advised not to marry somebody who um, comes from a family with epilepsy and that obviously is, is pretty bad advice and, uh, and should not be followed. Um, but the, the risk to a child when a parent has epilepsy is relatively low, but it's greater than the background uh, prevalence of epilepsy. Um, and we're now beginning to understand the genetics of epilepsy at a, at a much deeper level. And that we hope by understanding the mechanism will lead to better treatments and that's happening. Mm -hmm. And we're hearing a bit about that at the current Congress in Dublin. Yeah. So if uh, the particular genes that contribute, and I believe there could be dozens, uh, so it's kind of sorting them out and not uh, having those genes or some of them does not necessarily mean you will have epilepsy. But if you can find the common genes that might contribute to it, are there drugs uh, that address these genes in other conditions, for example, that might help? 
Yeah, so the the number isn't dozens, it's hundreds and over a thousand now, actually. So there, there's a lot. Uh, so it's a very complex environment. Uh, but the idea that uh, drugs that we already have on the pharmacy shelf might help and they're not, uh, it hasn't been realised that they do in epilepsy is, is a good one and we call that drug repurposing. So there's a great interest in that at the moment, but uh, for the most part it's still uh, to come to fruition. Yeah. But it is a pathway that we could go down because we already know that those drugs that are in the pharmacy are safe or relatively safe in, in people. Yeah. Um, the final thing is about mental health. Some people confuse someone with epilepsy as someone having a mental health difficulty, and that should be addressed. Yeah. So um, the, f- the first thing to say is that, by and large, um, serious mental health conditions and epilepsy are very separate. Uh, however, people with epilepsy do have a higher frequency of of some of the common mental health issues, particularly depression and anxiety, and this needs to be um, this needs to be managed. A question from a listener: Are migraines in any way linked to epilepsy? There is a slightly higher risk of epilepsy in people with migraine, and um, uh, likewise the other way around. But they're not closely linked. They're not closely linked. The uh, I suppose the final area we should talk about briefly is uh, education, because. Uh, it would be better for everybody um, who has epilepsy that they knew that all around them there are people who understand the condition. Absolutely. And and ignorance is, is a big factor and it makes, as I said before, it's, a, um, it's sort of a frightening thing to see somebody with a seizure and, you know, your instant reaction shouldn't be to walk away but to see if you can help. Yeah, and putting people in the recovery position yep. is the most important e- thing exactly. that you can do. The just, uh, the, I mean, the other misdiagnosis is with intoxication and, you know, people who are having epileptic seizures are not high on drugs or drunk on alcohol and that's an unfortunate um, misunderstanding that the lay public have and even emergency services might have and we need a lot of education there as well. Professor Sam Berkovic, uh, Director of the Epilepsy Research Centre and Laureate Professor in the Department of Medicine at the University of Melbourne, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Pat. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.